This is the Daily Signal podcast for July 21st, 2023. I'm Tony Kennett. Julio Rosas, senior writer for townhall.com and the author of Fiery But Mostly Peaceful, The 2020 Riots and the Gaslighting of America, joined me at the Turning Point Action Conference in Palm Beach, Florida, to delve into the rise of citizen journalism and the necessity of wading into the most dangerous situations to expose the worst behavior. Stay tuned for today's show after this. We get it. With big media bias, it's hard to find accurate, honest news. That's why we've put together the Morning Bell Newsletter, a compilation of the top stories and conservative commentary. To subscribe, just head to dailysignal.com slash morningbell subscription or visit dailysignal.com and click on the connect button at the top of the page. I'm Tony Kennett here with a guy that really doesn't need introduction, especially after the chaos of the last couple of years, Julio Rosas. Do you like that? Like yeah, really, that was, yeah, no, I was saying really, thank, thank you for, really thank you for, for honoring, for, instead of a land acknowledgement, we decided to do a heritage acknowledgement. So you have to say the individual's name yeah. in just the thickest accent it's that you can dive do. into. Not, not, race, no, not, not to do to point a parody, but yes, yeah, absolutely. We'll talk afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> so I feel like, look, walking around this conference, that there are a lot of people who didn't really start following politics, who didn't start following the conservative movement until they started seeing the kind of things that we were covering. I mean, have you found a lot of people through a lot of your diving into the riots from Antifa, from BLM, that said, you know, I really didn't care about this until I saw you in the thick of it? Well, and, and it's not even it's not even just that, but it's also kind of hard. See, it, it's for for certain issues, it's easy to not see the the effects of it, right? When you sure. look when you look at like like Russian collusion, okay, you know, it's like this, you know, not abstract, but like to the average American, it's like you know, okay, like obviously that's an issue, but it doesn't affect me day to day. But when you have your neighborhood <laughs> being looted and set on fire, I mean, like, I mean, that's in your face, right? And, and then, and that's why we've seen with 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 the parents being more involved right. at school boards and everything. It's because that's their kid right. that are being subjected to it. So, so th- when you have that, and then you, on top of that, you see the rest of the politi- the political and media ecosphere saying well, that's not an issue. Or like you're exaggerating that you know like it's a mostly peaceful protest or like no we're not grooming kids, people are gonna say what well, no like what, like what are you talking about like I know this because I'm seeing it firsthand right. and so that you're right it's gonna motivate people to get more involved and that's why I think we've seen more of of a reaction to to everything and and and, and that's just two issues right well it's also harder to ignore so when you see like a Washington Post headline and they're like the world is collapsing everything's terrible it's kind of easy to go okay well that's super duper but when you see video of chairs being thrown through windows and things on fire and uh, again think of the CNN reporter meme you know fiery but mostly peaceful, peaceful protest yeah. it really does put some of that stuff into perspective when you see school board candidates or school board members being read excerpts from these pornographic books and they're uncomfortable but like that's the content yep. it's so hard to ignore and i feel like that's the kind of reporting that we need more of which is you can't ignore this here's the evidence here's where it's happening this isn't just from some pundit's chair yeah right, right? yeah it's, it's dudes and ladies getting in the thick of it so that the rest of america the coastals and the middle Americans can actually see what's going on in the real world, and 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 that's why it's so. I, I don't I don't wanna, I don't want to say I I would say it's very invigorating, to for 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 this because you're right when when we have, 
and then not even just that, but also like things like inflation, and, and we have things like right. with like the housing market being the way it is, and no one can afford to buy a home. I mean, like these are things that really are affecting people day to day. And for me, my focus has been, you're right, like this is this isn't punditry, and that's why I. I strive for I'm not say I don't do analysis but I strive for on the ground reporting yeah because it's because it, 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 I'm not trying to base my whole thing again like with Russian you know Russian collusion Russian like oh yeah anonymous sources from the Intel community say this right it's like here's a video of just absolute yeah. chaos it, I'm it, here it, downtown everything it, is on well, fire it, draw your own conclusions right exactly and, and so uh, it, and so today when when I focus a lot of my reporting it's 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 the long term effects of a high intensity breakdown of law and order right now we're, we're facing a low intensity yeah uh breakdown um because now it's no longer necessarily people looting it's you know you go to philadelphia and there's entire streets just filled with drugged out zombies right and that's not to denigrate them that's that that's what the, well that's what people on the streets of philadelphia are dealing with right, i was exactly. just there's walking through those streets it's, exactly. it's horrible exactly the and citizens of philadelphia don't want to be dealing with that no and and so I know that there's kind of a, I know there's kind of a conservative stance to just be like, well, they voted for it, so they have to suffer the consequences. And I agree with that up to a point. And I say that because there's a lot of people that get caught in the crossfire of, right. the, of those bad policies. Because, I, for example, in Washington D.C., more juveniles have been shot so far this year than were shot in total for last year in 2022. And so we're only six months into this, or six seven months into this year. Wow. And we're already, they're already past that point. And, and so, obviously, the kids didn't vote for that. Um, and unfortunately, there's you know, probably some kids who were involved in some of that. But it, there, there's so many innocent people that are caught in the crossfire. So that's why when I'm bringing attention to this is to say, like, hey, no, like, things are as bad as, as you think it is. Because, like, again, you're seeing it. I mean, when you get carjacked by a 14-year-old, you like you have to pause and think. Wait, hold on. This is this isn't yeah. how things used to it's be. It's something different entirely. And also, I considered going back to the George Floyd protests when there was that fireman-owned restaurant, uh, who the dude just all he wanted to do was save up enough money to build this restaurant. It took him like 20 years to save up the money to do so, and it's just like a neighborhood restaurant. You know, it was kind of a local favorite, and they, the, they being the BLM rioters, absolutely destroyed that restaurant. And it, it's not something that you're going to hear because it's not exactly newsworthy to talk about. Oh, just some local guy's restaurant but when you're an individual out there in, in middle america who's like i have places that i go to like that this is what that kind of chaos does to those places changes things for you because no. it's not just some congressman lecturing from the campaign trail nope. all right you're, you're not going to see some congressman going out and doing the fake lincoln day dinner i'm here at the state fair and i've got a corn dog supreme you're like no you don't have that actually it's real people <laughs> exactly <laughs> yeah the dude. fake bite right yeah, then and there yeah <laughs> but you actually have real on the ground reporting that shows people things that they're actually concerned about not some preening and posturing because i mean when you're out there and you're in the middle of a riot and a mob are you preening and posturing for everybody uh, no <laughs> no it's, it's again it's just like and that and that's why i never did so many stand-ups you know, where the camera's on me. I, I did it a few times, but 90% of my video is just... It's the just, camera's facing it, out. It's facing outward yeah. because because people aren't tuning in to see me necessarily. They're tuning exactly. in to see what I'm showing. And I took that very, very seriously. And it's the same thing with, with what's happening at the border or what's, what has been happening at the border since this administration. Again, it's just showing people just uh, just crossing in the middle of the day without any fear looking for border patrol because they know they're going to be released later on right uh, because that's how things are 
but so it, it it's it, it really puts things into perspective when again you see the American because I mean we all have this nostalgia right I mean everyone has this nostalgia but I mean things were this things weren't like this just like in terms no. of nationwide just back in 2019 I mean Which we're, is amazing we're, we're to not think even about. talking about like 20 because, years ago yeah exactly you don't have to go back to 20 30 years ago to reach points where I, I, I bring this up all the time imagine telling someone five years ago that we would be talking about transgender children yeah and like that those kind of surgeries would totally like people would laugh at you were you to bring those kind of things up it would be considered the most absurd form of comedy and yet it's become the norm now and so you know as we kind of move forward and we took so we take a look at this kind of reporting it's necessary to showcase how bad it is on the ground so people see such a stark contrast from what was like you said just back in 2019 I, and it's it I, I ne and I it, it was funny because during during that time I, ne I never I, I, I was thinking about the long-term implications and I, and I was you know thinking about okay well crime obviously but there, there's so many secondary and third effects and and we don't even have to look uh, at, at the recent riots, we, I mean, we, we look at Newark and Detroit, right? From what happened after their riots in the '60s, I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying that that's the only reason why they are in the state that they're in today. But it's no, but those it's actions have serious consequences. Yeah, it certainly didn't help their future economic prosperity. <laughs> wait, wait, wait a minute, you're saying that riots don't help the city they happen in? Well, what a surprise! <laughs> exactly. So, it, it's. I mean, it's a warning, and, and that's why. And, and I hate—I always hate to sound like the the black pill, doom and gloom type of guy. But you, when uh, th we're just—it just feels like we're just on this trajectory, and that is why it's so concerning, kind of seeing what what's happening with the next election, with 2024, and, and you know how that plays out. It's not—it's not really uh, you know sky is falling prediction to say that like we could face like another wave of kind of just this high intensity breakdown depending on how the results go because again people need to have faith in the elections people need to have faith in the process and right. for a lot of americans they they don't and there's multiple reasons for that and so you know i don't i always say i don't know where exactly where we're headed because you know i'm, I'm not don't claim to to know the future but i i I don't have a good feeling about where, where we're headed. And that's not to say it's a foregone conclusion. No, but there is that kind of palpable anxiety that people get by watching things go in that direction. Yeah, and, and, and yeah, they might feel powerless to stop it. And again, like, because the, the, the surefire way that historically is like, well, we, at least we have our vote, right? At least we can, you know, we can hopefully change things through votes. But obviously, it's not just like the outcome of elections, but then we see what happens when, like, you know, Republicans get in power, and how how do they do that? What happens when we pass the baton? Do you govern? Do you actually use the power that of the mandate that the voters gave you? And I I I'd say this House, you know, at least with the House majority, I'd say it's been a mixed mixed bag. Oh, right. I think it's been better than what was predicted, um, but obviously there's always room for improvement. But again, I just I just think that I, for me, in looking at you know looking towards the future, I'm I'm just I'm I'm preparing myself to to uh be as busy again and and because it's better to be prepared for it because i wasn't prepared in 2020 right uh and i i learned <laughs> as i as i went well, but for 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 now I'm, I'm preparing to see if i have to be across the country again right so that's kind of the thing that i i kind of wanted to finish out on is that i'm hoping that because we do the kind of on the ground reporting you know me getting thrown out of school board meetings you getting you know shoved around in riots i know which one i prefer um <laughs> <laughs> that that people will prepare so they also don't have to be in the middle of a riot or thrown out of their own school board meetings. Yeah. I, I, yeah, and no, for sure. Because, the, I mean, we've gone through cycles, right? Because, uh, like, the most recent, I, I would say, like, 
large-scale riots was back in the 90s, in 92 with Los right. Angeles. Yeah, we had Ferguson, but it was really... God bless those rooftop <laughs> Koreans. Oh, yes. Yeah, I mean, I mean they, made a, they made a comeback back then. Uh, but so... But but that wasn't that wasn't nationwide, and and that's why it was so concerning. Because at first, after Minneapolis, I thought, okay, I covered that, I'm done with that. Let's go back to doing what we were before. And then it turned into, well, will, will these things ever stop? Right. And it had to take literally the the, tri- the Derek Chauvin trial to finally let the rage dissipate. Right. Um, but it's still kind of there. It's simmering right now. I mean, I mean, right under the surface. Kind of yeah, thing. kind of right under the surface. And so again, we kind of need the, it's kind of like the fire, uh, you know, the triangle fire, the, the fire triangle that's needed. To, I'm really messing that up. I, it, it's it's a little bit botched, but yeah. not as bad as you think. Yeah, and I know what you mean, though. It's, it's it, it, it needs it needs all three components in order for it right. to, to, to actually be started. And so I'd say we I'd say we have two of those three right now that's and so we if we just have that third one and that's what i'm saying that the outcome of the 2024 election that could be that third side um you know maybe maybe something happens and i'm not trying to like wish cast it but it's 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 just from what i've seen and what has happened since 2020 it's it's definitely not out of the realm of possibility absolutely Julio, thanks for coming on, and, and thanks for, uh, you know, having the cojones to dive into the fray and, and, you know, get what needs to be out there to everybody who's not in the middle of the riot. Yeah, no, thank you for having me. And that'll do it for today's episode. Thank you for listening to the Daily Signal podcast. If you haven't gotten a chance, be sure to check out our evening show right here in this podcast feed, where we bring you the top news of the day. Also, make sure you subscribe to The Daily Signal wherever you get your podcasts and help us reach more listeners by leaving a five-star rating and review. We read all of your feedback. Thanks again for listening. Have a day, and we'll be back with you all at 5 p.m. for our top news edition. The Daily Signal podcast is brought to you by more than half a million members of the Heritage Foundation. Executive producers are Rob Bluey and Kate Trinko. Producers are Virginia Allen and Samantha Asheris. Sound designed by Lauren Evans, Mark Guiney, and John Pop. To learn more, please visit DailySignal.com.